This is the Mouths of the South podcast. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. The official Dirty South Soccer podcast. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Talking all things Atlanta United FC. Don't nobody understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, man. We are the Mouths of the South. The South got something to say. That's all I got to say. What's up, Atlanta? This is the Mouths of the South podcast brought to you by Dirty South Soccer in the Palatial 680 The Fan Studios. I am Eric Quintana, Josh Bagrianski next to me, Sam Franco across from me, and uh, 3-2 loss for Atlanta United after uh, Pitti Martinez loses it for Atlanta United there at the end. Um, that missed PK, skies over the bar. Uh, what a wild match. It was absolutely crazy. 3-2 three, three, was the final, 2-2 <laughs> two, two at half. Uh, both teams essentially spotted uh, each other the first goals. Uh, one uh, off of a bad turnover by Nagby that uh, isn't cleared properly in in the in the defensive third, leads to the first Toronto goal in the first thirty seconds of the match, and then you've got the uh, handball for uh, or by Toronto uh, in the box that uh, leads to the first Atlanta United goal. Then uh, they trade goals later in the second half, and then you get the uh, PK there at the end. I think it's officially called on Pogba, right? From like a clip from behind or something like that. Yeah, Pogba with the clip. Pogba following Laurier from behind. There you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, that makes it three two. And then that's in stoppage time. Yeah, there you. at the end, like about a minute after, I literally walked out of the studio. We'll, we'll address that in a moment. <laughs> I walked out of the studio uh, and uh, missed the whole sequence of the handball in the box. So I I walked in not realizing. What so the wait, hell so you have no idea? Wait, wait. So, so I, I I left the room three two after that PK was scored. And I'm thinking. So you don't even realize that the final whistle was blown, and then they went to VAR. That, oh no, which, I had no which is idea. totally fine. But yeah, see, okay, so let's just go ahead. This is Eric's fault. So let's just go ahead. And hey, I, this okay. is not my fault. So as Eric just said, Pozuelo scores the penalty kick, three-two for Toronto FC in stoppage time. Eric in a huff leaves the studio, walks off or whatever. Magically, without Eric watching Atlanta United putting his hex upon the five stripes. We win that. Uh, we win that uh, penalty kick with the handball going to VAR, and, and Sam and I see Eric walk by the studio, and we're like, "Hey, hey, hey, come back!" There's a, and so Eric decides to come back in for the penalty kick, and what do you know? PT skies it. So look, we're gonna get on PT today. He deserves some criticism, not just for the missed pen, but I think we all know who's really to blame. Hashtag blame it, Eric. It's, no, no, this is not me. This is not me. I, I just tonight is so clear. This is on you the, left the room and good things happened. You came back into the room and bad things happened. Tonight is on the Atlanta United front office. The front office. For trusting in a guy like Pity, the reigning South Ooh. American player of the year, to come into Atlanta, to change the game in MLS for Atlanta, to, Take his to, to whatever, quote unquote, replace Miggy Almiron, which we know he isn't really doing, which and he's not expected to do the way uh, Miggy does. But he's still. I mean, he's the he's the replacement. This is this is clearly Atlanta United's fault. Okay, fine. So office. let's let's pretend it's not Eric's fault, <laughs> and let's 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 dive into the other things. Nothing like, nothing like deflecting to like is, the, 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 the one entity of Atlanta United that everyone well, loves, look, the front office. We get, look, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm look, really going to win this one. Let's, let, I mean, it's, 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 it's officially time, I think, to really start criticizing PT, criticizing PT Martinez. Oh, and, he, he's, an, he's an accessory at this it has, it has nothing to do with the missed penalty to me. I mean, that's, I mean it's terrible. you got to make that from the spot. But you see PT Martinez tonight, and if you tuned into the halftime show, when we went over some of the tactical ways of Toronto was attacking Atlanta United, they were attacking down... P.T. Martinez's side because you know he's not going to come back and play defense and isolate Michael Parkers. So Frank DeBoer had to make an adjustment at halftime where he basically moved P.T. up top as a second striker with no defensive responsibility and then it instructs Julian Gressel or the holding midfielders to fill in where he would be defensively. 
if you're going to be forced to move a player like P.T. Martinez into a role where he has no defensive responsibility, he has to give you something in attack. And he didn't do that tonight. So basically, you're particularly Brandon Vasquez, a second striker up there, you're basically playing a man down in attack because you had to overhaul your system in order to combat them bombing Richie Laurier, the right back, uh, or, or, or the left back, down PT's side, wherever he was. PT wasn't able to get back. He's not, it's not his game to get back. You change your entire tactics. You change your entire setup for that. You have to get a better performance from that player if you're building the shape, the formation, the tactics around them. I totally agree. I'll, I'll say that Pitti Martinez, I think, up to this point, has has been okay at times, especially once he switched back to being kind of out wide and, and Frank DeBoer figured out that that's going to be where he's more effective. Mm-hmm. But in this game, it just kind of felt like, was he trying to take on too much? Like, it just kind of felt like he was stepping outside right. of the bounds of what he was supposed to be. Well, I just think it was the way Toronto was set up was clear. And again, we talked about this at half. It was clear they were trying to attack the wide areas, in particular, go at Michael Parkhurst, where you have a pace advantage. And and you've got Pizzi on the right side, on, on Parkey's side, is not a player to come back defensively. So I don't think it's so much asking so much of Pizzi. It's more so that Toronto puts you in a position where either PT comes back and defends and he's not in an area where where you want him to be, or you adjust your tactics completely. It's no coincidence both goals in the first half for Toronto came from the right side of the pitch, crosses into the box. You know what obsessed me even more is that he even had the opportunity to take that PK, because I was ready to rail on PT even before that. Like you 100 This has, totally. this has absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with the no, missed no, no, PK. No, players miss penalties. PK, yeah. no PK. I, I couldn't care less it's, because it's it had fitting. nothing to do with the PK. It's fitting oh, he yeah, would miss, but it's not. I perfect. agree. Yeah. I, I just, I, at this point, I think he's an accessory. I think that he, he's not someone that you build the team around. He's not even someone you, you, you consider him a, kind of a, a piece to the bigger puzzle, a very small piece to the bigger puzzle. puzzle. I, at this point, I am almost willing to put Tito in front of Pity. Because oh, absolutely. Pity provides you almost nothing. In the attack. He gave you a little bit there at the end. Stuff that you're like, oh man, where has this been the, the entire match? But it's not consistent enough to where I, I'm, I'm willing to, to to start him game in and game out. You called him an accessory basically earlier, right? I mean, yeah, as, as a guy, I think he's a guy that obviously helps you, but you have to have the players around him because he, he doesn't give you anything defensively. He, and he hasn't been good enough in the attack to warrant... Uh, playing him with no defensive yeah. responsibility. So you might as well play a Tito or, or, or a Barco when he gets back. And if you're going to say, okay, you can sit up top and you don't have to come back and play any def- defense if you have from PT, I think you're going to get a much better performance from a Tito, from a Barco, even from a Gressel. Barco, Barco is crucial to this team right now. You uh, saw that uh, tonight. Joseph Martinez is obviously crucial to this team right now. Guys like LGP and, and Nagby and, and Remetti, they're crucial to this team right now. Pity is not. And Pity, I, I just don't see how this turns around. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the. He's arrived, and 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 anyone trying to convince mm-hmm. you that that oh, it's going to take him a while. I, I'm done with that because I have no idea. Barco last year, you could see the bits and pieces that 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 show that he had the talent, that he had the capability. To, well, some people didn't, but that's their sure. problem. Yeah. They had the capability. He had the capability. <laughs> Got to get that in there. He had the there. capability to 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 make it happen at some point. He, he had yes. the ability to contribute on a regular basis. He had the he had the, the ability to to. Uh, and he's, he wasn't getting consistent minutes every week. That so, too. So he was a tough time. You know, PT's been have, in the, in the no 11. Idea, I have no idea how this changes for Pity. Because it's, it's, he's not going to get faster. It's, he, it's, like, it's like he's lost all technical ability on the ball. 
in any kind of 1v1 situation. Mm-hmm. It's like he has no idea what to do. Well, I also think well, we need to dial it back a second because, again, when Atlanta United has their full complement of players and he's playing around these you know better players, he's looked better. And obviously... But you, you, you didn't pay him right. no, 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 what you paid him, well, and he's not, not the South American Player of the Year that we agree to with. be an accessory. But, but you that, did, that title, to me, absolutely, means absolutely nothing at this point. Totally agree. But, but we went over how the South American Player of the Year might not be all it's cracked up to be in previous years. Yeah, but I, you still, I think, expect more. I mean, I, but, but, but I, I think the way it does turn around, Eric, is that PT's success will be based on the players around him. It will be based on Ezekiel Barco playing underneath the striker and pulling defenders away uh, from P.T. Martinez or playing him in behind or having a Joseph Martinez, and that hurt tonight, not having a Joseph Martinez being able to drop into possession or, or, or pull the two center backs away from P.T. Martinez as he cuts inside. So you're right. I mean, you're right that that's not what you paid for. You didn't pay for a tricky role player that's going to come up with a great highlight goal every now and then. You paid for a you little more for the consistency guy that than that. the game. That being said, you do say, how does this get better? And I think that's how is, 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 is you're just back to full strength in the attack, and I think things will fall into place more so for PT. That being said, I am shocked that his inability to take over a match when asked because my thoughts were... Like you said, Eric, that's why you pay big money from those yeah. guys. That's why you pay big money for Miguel Miron, Ezekiel Barco, because you want to build around those guys. You want matches like tonight where you're missing players, things are tough, you're on the road, you haven't played in three weeks. You want that player to grab this game by the scruff of the neck and drive you forward. PT Martinez has not shown the ability to do that all season long unless he has players around him to take that pressure off. See, Bar- Barco, while he didn't look great last year, he didn't look like an absolute bust. PT at this Absolutely. point looks like a bust. A bust in the sense that he's not he's not even close to what you thought he was. I, I have to. Or I mean, worth, I, it's, or it's worth hard to money. disagree with you. Yeah. He's not even close to what you thought he it's was. It's hard to disagree. I, my thing with him is we were talking about this during the match, Eric. Is it? It just doesn't come off enough for a guy that tries tricky things a lot. It just doesn't come off enough for a guy you paid that much money for. I mean, a guy who tries. <laughs> you you know why he took that 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 midfield shot? It's because he, he had two guys around him. He didn't have the speed to do anything else. But hit that long shot, a la Wayne Rooney, mm-hmm. who actually scored. You have got to go see that goal yeah, if you that's see fantastic. that. But I mean, uh, I, who knows? I mean, we've seen him try things like that, whether it be trying to take guys on, whether it be shooting from distance, and it just hasn't. I mean, it just hasn't come off for him. Sim- sim- simple as that. It, it just, it just, it hasn't been good enough. And for a guy that you are building your team around, you're building your tactics around, especially. When you're missing an Ezekiel Barco that you're relying on, who you I get think, a performance who, like that tonight. Who I think you're planning to have on this club for four or five years. Barco. No, no, no. Pity. Maybe. I mean, he might I be seeing. Where is he, where is he going I mean, that's this? the thing. I mean, where is he going after at this, this point, right I think it's either back to South. He's, I, I don't, certainly his stock has dropped. I, I'm trying to think, would, would, would River even take him back? Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't be able to afford him at this point. But yeah, I think you could find some suitors for him. Well, I mean, but I'm just saying, it's going to be a huge, a huge loss in terms of what you bought him for and what you're going to end up selling him for. I mean, it, maybe it still does come good, but you guys are right. I mean, you guys don't think it, I was going to say maybe he still does come. You guys don't think it's still a little too early to be, I mean, calling him words like bust and like. Well, that was Eric. This is what will turn it I'm around. Yeah, me. In, in, I was going to say, little faith in Eric. Maybe it's going to well, work I thought Eric's way. always yeah. right about the negative things, and then when he says positive things, he jinxed us. So yeah. uh, in this case, hopefully <laughs> hopefully it works the other way around. I thought Vasquez, too, tonight, if, if we just continue with attacking players, 
We talked about this being a big night for not good. him. He did not. He did not show up when he Two needed to show up. Massive opportunities missed for him, in particular that cross he receives from Breck Shea. You've got to finish that one there. Well, to the his- other one too, when when Shea slid him in and he makes a really nice mm-hmm. cutback and skies one over the bar. It's yep. like that. That's something. That and then the a, late a, chance a point where PT actually finish. set him up, and then he takes a bad touch and it goes out for a corner. So here's here's. I guess my difference between, and I understand they're different players, but here's my difference between Brandon Vasquez. Brandon Vasquez hasn't gotten the the minutes that obviously Pity has, and I think oh, over, yeah, of course. over time with consistent starting minutes, and I, I Brandon Vasquez isn't going to be that guy with Atlanta United for the foreseeable future. But if you were to get consistent minutes, I think he could grow into that role really, really well. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. I mean, to his credit, he was active tonight. I thought his movement was good. And he was, it's not like he was not existent. I mean, he was getting into good places. You're right, Eric. He did more or less create that Gressel goal. (laughs) I mean, that was a beautiful run down that right side. Mm -hmm. You look at some of the stronger players that you can just pop up in your head. And I mean, he thundered down that side and, and fought off the defender well to get that cross into Gressel. Yeah, but you need end product from a guy up there. That being said, it's not a huge surprise that a player like Brandon Vasquez misses a huge opportunities like like he did tonight. It is a surprise to once again see PT kind of fall flat on his face in the attack. But I still think for Vasquez, I think he did enough where if Joseph, uh, if, if Venezuela, well, Joseph will definitely miss uh, this weekend. But if Venezuela go deeper in Copa America, I do think he did enough in terms of just getting into those dangerous positions. Because when Romario was playing, it was like he was non-existent. He wasn't even getting on the ball. So at least Brandon Vasquez showed he he has the willingness, the IQ to get into those positions. But obviously, if you're going to be a starting striker in MLS or at any level, you've got to show a little more end product. And you didn't get that from him tonight. And it made a big difference. Certainly, this is a match where if you... And I hate when people do this, but if you plug Joseph Martinez in for Brandon Vasquez, I think we're talking about three points for Atlanta United tonight. I, I will. So Atlanta United, the, the team, I, I will. I'll let them off rather easy because how long has it been since they played? Well, league match outside of outside of the I US think Open June first might have been the last league match. So maybe they're a little rusty. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're they they, they have I, whatever. I don't know. Rusty. But they're playing against a team that was also not playing any players. Let's just leave it at Rusty. But what did I say before on the on the radio show? I said this feels like a like a, like a like a time where where Atlanta United fans are setting themselves up for failure or for disappointment. Yeah. Assuming that Toronto is well, not assuming they are as bad as they are. But when you when you <laughs> when you put that out into the universe, right? Well, you're I, setting yourself up for disappointment. You you. That that Toronto team wasn't as bad as we all thought they were going to be. Well, well, that's true. They were they were they were at least they were more ready they were for much, this game than Atlanta United was. They were much more organized than Atlanta United was. Yeah, much more organized. Oh, absolutely, much more organized. organized. Much much. Well, I think without organization, Toronto doesn't really stand a, a no. chance in a match like this. Be especially where you're missing players like Osorio and Michael Bradley and Josie Altador, uh, d- you know, down the spine of your team. And basically, we saw Toronto very organized, more or less play three holding midfielders in front of the back four, Liam Fraser, Nick uh, DeLeon, and Marky Delgado, and just made it really tough for Atlanta United. And that's, you know, if a team is going to sit back and they're going to be organized, and I know we keep harping on this, but that's where those PT Martinez's have to step up and give you that little bit of extra bit of quality, and you just didn't see that from them tonight. What really interested me tonight was in the second half, you talk about organization, Eric. Toronto slightly changed their tactics and moved the second player up alongside Pozuelo, who was basically playing all on his own as a false nine in the first half. 
And Atlanta United really struggled, I thought, to deal with that. That was probably the reason I think you see Pogba come on late and you go to three center backs so you can deal with two up top as opposed to one. And you basically saw uh, the opposite winger. Say the ball was coming down the right, you'd see Schaffelberg from the left come in, plays a second striker on Pozuelo. You saw Delgado or De Leon try to bomb up from the center mid position and play alongside him. So not only were Toronto organized... But they made a little tweak at halftime in terms of getting a second player up to Pozuelo and not leaving him isolated that I really thought affected Atlanta United's backline and really affected our ability to possess. And that's really what I think frustrates you about the second half is you weren't able to get a hold of the ball. So much so we had to go do a 3-5-2 counterattacking formation that we saw from Tata Martino throughout 2018. So That, that to me was the sign that there's... A, well, the fact that Pity didn't start... At that at that number ten role today, and and instead it was at least graphically on it was Gressel in that number ten role leads me to believe there's absolutely no faith in 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 Pity doing anything to control the middle. No, team. but Gressel's mm-hmm. been doing that though. We, I mean that this isn't a new development. I mean the Gressel when Barco's been out, Gressel's slid over to the middle because Frank DeBoer looks like he figured out Pity can't do anything in the middle of the field. Right. To me, that's just confirmation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, absolutely. But even even in, even in a situation where you don't have Barco, where you I mean you, Andrew Carlton played where you didn't have Carlton. Of him. I mean, th- this is to a certain point you got to be like come on man we 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 paid all this money for you we mm-hmm. got i don't know i just i want more out of pity i i i expect more out of pity you should everyone should be angry at pity for for well not the player i, I it's not his fault that that Atlanta united paid uh, as much sure. money as they did but, but the expectations are there for a reason i mean you got to you got to be mad at the front office for for missing whatever they missed you got to be mad at, at at whoever sold the bill of goods that is pity martinez I mean, does right this now. feel like one where he's like ooh south american player of the year let's go get that I mean, I I don't know I don't about know. that. I it, I just I would like to hear, and maybe I'm wrong. I would like to hear what the thought process was. What 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 Atlanta United saw that made them think he's a great addition. Let's call it what it is to replace Miguel Almiron. Not maybe in the same mm. style of play. I mean, not in the same style of play, but in terms of being the next guy we build this team around. I mean, clearly With that that player has to be Barco, not not. Oh, PT. now yeah, but it seems Absolutely. like the idea was for it to be. Pity. I mean, yeah, certainly because, and again, we talked. I mean, there was about dedication this. to pity playing the ten. Absolutely, and then, now there's not. And the, know, the not thing is, so now what you're saying is, all right, you can start on the right, and you can just come into the middle whenever you want, total free roll. So that means you're going to get caught in the middle. You're not going to be able to get back and defend down that wing. If you're afforded that freedom, where you become a defensive liability by design, you have to play better, or you're literally playing a man down. And that's why you get outpossessed in the second half tonight because you're forced to play uh, a PT in a more advanced role, and then you lose kind of your advantage through the midfield. So I thought, I, I mean, it's 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 time to really, really, I think, start criticizing this guy because he's affecting the way you play, and then he's not giving you what you need going forward yeah. in order for that for that to be worth it. And I think Eric makes a great point earlier, and this might have actually been off uh, air, but you said, is it time that Tito starts to get looks over pity. No, yeah, I, I, at this point, I think he should. I think when he's back healthy, you're going to see. Yeah, I, I mean, think I, I think, mean, so I think pity to. needs to re-earn his spot on in the starting eleven. So you're Absolutely, saying your, your attack will be like Joseph, Gressel, Tito, and Barco, like ideally yeah. when you're out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, ba- same lineup today, except you've got a uh, Barco in for Gressel, Gressel, I guess out wide or whatever on the left. Yeah, Gressel on Maybe, one side, uh, Tito on the yeah, other exactly. side, something like that. I'll say this. You Some know what this game could have used? You know, it's like 69th, 70th minute, 2-2 game. Atlanta United didn't have anywhere to go yeah. to spark the attack on the bench. And you know why that is? Because your 
homegrown player decides yeah, to not here. bring his passport with him to the damn game because is that's Canada damn another damn country? Train. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's what I meant. But he not not he, he's not allowed to even travel to the game because it's in a different country. I'm I, I'm sorry. I, I can't. The, the more this goes along, the more that pisses me off. I, I, I looked at I, – I see, I'm starting to think more and more that, that he was a part of the starting 11 originally in some way or the other. Because or at least it, some big part of the game plan because if you look at the travel roster, he would have been the only player that could spark the attack coming off the bench. Yeah. And who were the, was it just the two subs or did he make all three? Just two. That was the yeah, two. It was Lorenowitz and Pogba. Yep. Yeah, they didn't and make you left, yeah, you, you left gotta, the third you got to think that Carlton might have been the third, if Maybe not so. in the starting 11 himself. Because, again, so. I mean, I, I look at the way this team was set up, and I was like, all right, well, you 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 put – I don't know how, you, how you'd work it out, but you put Carlton in the middle of that 10 spot. Or he could be on the left where Pereira was. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Whatever you want to do. But have them, have them kind of be very fluid in and out, find Carlton in the middle, and he can turn and do stuff that um, – Similar or in a way that Miggy Almiron could do last year, at least to get something going up the field. He's got more flair, maybe a little more inventive than what they had in the game. And even if he wasn't planning to start, like I was saying, and I said this to you guys around the 69th or 70th minute, it's like this game screams for him to come on because he's got more pace than either winger in the game right now, Pereira or uh, Pitti Martinez. And Pitsy probably wasn't going to come off, but Pereira didn't have a great game either. You know, we're talking about all these people that Mm -hmm. didn't have good games. Vasquez did not show up when he needed to to, kind of grab that brass ring. Uh, Pitsy Martinez, we've talked about that ad nauseum. Pereira, another guy, wasn't really great. Yeah. And this game was screaming for some inspiration in the attack off I'm the bench, sure. and they just didn't have it. I'm sure it was tough for Andrew Carlton to watch that game from his TV at home and see Dion Pereira <sighs> with two big chances where he just didn't have the clinicality to take a good first touch and finish, and ends up, you know, I don't think even it been getting a two. shot off on the. I mean, there were two big chances they had where it slid across the 18, and he's not even able to really get a muster a good shot on goal. I'm sure it was tough for Andrew Carlton to watch that and, and, and think maybe that, that could have been me. It just looked too sloppy all the way around. Defensively, you saw the first goal happen. It, it just looked like they, not that they weren't ready to play. So really but bad. It, it was just, it, it just it didn't look like Atlanta United at Well, all. I think that goal is really embodies a team that hasn't played a league match in, 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 in whatever, over three weeks. Because, I mean, the turnover from... First of all, I thought it's a weird pass from PT to turn around from around midfield and play the ball all the way back to Darlington Nagby. And then he tries to lay the ball off, I think, to maybe one of the center backs, straight to one of the Toronto players in front of the back four, and they attack and score. I mean, that's that's carbon copy of how you want to concede a goal in 20 seconds into a match. So, I mean, you come out just flat, without the right intensity, and I think that type of error... That early in the match indicates exactly what I was saying that you haven't played yeah, lack of a sharpness. league match, yeah. which is totally different from a U.S. Open Cup, uh, and also being on the road and what have you. I think that type of mistake really shows you that it's going to take Atlanta United some time to work into this match. We're streaming live on uh, Dirty South Soccer YouTube right now. If you follow want our to, YouTube, uh, yeah, uh, MLTS Podcast is our YouTube channel. Tonight we're on DS uh, Dirty South Soccer. So if you got any questions, got any comments, anything you want us to specifically gloss over, uh, feel free to send it our way. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's 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 one game in a series of like eight weeks where you've got uh, how many matches? Like sixteen or something like that. It's something ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> you, yeah, you've got you've got essentially two uh, two a week. Two a week for the, the next, next month. Month, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it's it's I'm not looking at this match and thinking, oh man, this next eight eight game run is 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 a, is, is a wash. It's just one in a, in a string of many. So I'm I'm willing to write this one off because we're not at full strength because of the long break, uh, a needed break. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not saying this is detrimental. I think sure you didn't get the result you wanted today. You did have your chance to get that result. Um, you just you know. Between between Vasquez's misses, between uh, the the pity miss PK, you know it, it's you just you just couldn't capitalize. Uh, but overall, I'm not going to be upset if if this is the one loss over the course of the next two or three weeks. The the mission does get harder though. I was going to say you're confident going you know playing. <laughs> the mission Montreal. does get harder. I mean, <laughs> I'm confident that this team will find a way through Barco through Tito will find a way to 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 be more to capitalize more on their opportunities. I think that you add. Uh, I don't know how much longer Tito's out, but I assume in this eight-game run he'll be back. You know, Barco after two weeks he'll be back. Um, who else are we missing? Franco Escobar will be back, and I think Breck Shea did okay tonight. But I thought yeah. there was a little something missing on that left side that maybe Franco or the right side that Franco Escobar could have added to. Um, well, you no, really sorry, missed- Michael Parker is who I'm. Yeah, if you if you add uh, Franco Escobar for Michael Parker's, I think it's a it's a a little bit of a different game, more so because of how Toronto FC was attacking Michael Parkhurst, especially in that first half. Mm-hmm. Seemed like they're going directly after him. Uh, they knew that he, he uh, older player, not as quick as he used to be, and they try to take advantage of that. They know Breck Shea is a little bit quicker than, than a guy like Michael Parkhurst, a little more physical, uh, a little bit, I'm not going to say better defensively, but maybe is a tougher task to get around as opposed to Michael Parkhurst, who... Look, I'm not saying he's a bad player, a bad defender. We've seen him shine in that right back role, but tonight, for whatever reason, just wasn't there. I was, and I'm, I'm trying to just piece together some things too in the games. Like, was the purpose of the Pogba and Lorenowitz subs just that I, we have to hang on for dear life now? I mean, it, it felt like I me mean, because again, you had nowhere to go on the bench for an attacking substitution. I was surprised Miram didn't get in. I mean, I understand. I mean, he's the closest thing you had to even an attacking substitution. And we talked about this on the radio show before the game. He's more of a kill-the-game-off kind of player nowadays. So it's just, again, I can't help but look back at this and continue to get upset because the you look at the squad going into this game and there was only before the, the bus took off or the, plane took, the bus to the plane or whatever you want to call it, Carlton was the only attacking sub on the bench. And you didn't have that going forward or you didn't have that once you got there, and it completely, uh, I'm just starting to think, through a wrench into the equation. Someone's saying in the chat, uh, Eric complimenting Tito. <laughs> Has the tides changed? Well, you heard him just screaming about PT. <laughs> I've never heard him scream about Tito pity, like that. Pity, pity is Tito 2017. With a lot more with expectation. A lot more, with a, with, I think with a lot more reason to be uh, and, upset with him. And Tito gave you some goals in that first half <laughs> no, of no, no, 2017, look, t- Tito, too. Tito, Tito 2017, it was... was Crucial, especially when when Joseph was out, was crucial and and just staying afloat mm-hmm. those early months. But um, no, I'm I'm all for I'm all for starting a pity to the bench and starting Tito over because he just Tito at least gives you something. It might not come off every time, but at least it's something that's 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 powerful, that's attacking that that you think has a chance. Anytime pity gets the ball on that right side, anywhere on the field, really. How much of it is confidence? It's it really and, and see that's the other thing I was I was right. It, it really doesn't see, look like PD has confidence. On none the at all. None at all. Even on that first PK, I'm like, oh man, I'm I South American Player of the Year. You think, oh, I've been here before. You saw him in uh, uh, Copa Lib, right? 
PT. Which was a P- yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's played with the net. So, I mean, he's been in these situations before. Like, I'm not, I, you shouldn't be worried about a guy like him in a PK situation. Thankfully, he made it. But even after that, it's not like his confidence went up. Even if you made the second, the first one, the second PK, <laughs> missed the second. It, it, it's not. It's not like. Uh, it's not like we're not still bashing him. This the is fact also, that he's got one goal from the run of play, and then the other, well, the other one's a PK, and the, this one would have been a, the, the the third goal, two of which came from PKs. This is also weird to me in such a unique situation because you have a player coming from River Plate, one of the top two, you know, biggest clubs in Argentina. It just seems like he came from a situation that had more pressure, and he's come to a situation. I think his job was easier. I'll say, I'll, I'll say, I'll agree with you. I there. think his job was so much there, easier. He, I think he has less overall like external pressure from like the media saying you have to do this, blah blah blah. But there's pressure on him now because he went outside of his comfort zone and he and and, and he was bought for such a big price. So it might be a different kind of pressure. But playing in MLS still seems like it would be easier on him than Has playing. You think? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You think? So that's why this whole situation is so weird. It's, it's because it's like it's a the reverse of what it should be. Mm-hmm. Like if he was going from MLS down to River Plate, I might expect this because it more pressure stuff like that. But it's like the reverse of what it should be. It's like he's he's wilting under the pressure of. The, the maybe the the signing maybe I don't know what it is. So the way the way I'm kind of seeing it now is that he he's not, he wasn't the best player at River last year. He I just th- made the I, most oh he wasn't though. I, yeah. I, I, but by a long shot and and the the stats the, the the passes to those better players who did more with those with those passes or those moments than maybe Atlanta United players are doing now. And maybe it's because it's easier for these players to get themselves out of their yeah. own trouble. Maybe maybe get around uh, you know one v one situations. Maybe uh, uh, whatever, whatever the reasons are. Pity Martinez was was an accessory at yes. River yeah. mm-hmm. and a great one at that. Put up the numbers, impressed impressed everyone. South American Player of the Year. But when you're just an accessory, you can't be made to be the 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 game changer, the guy that comes in and and and. and Changes the game for Atlanta United after uh, Miggy leaves. I think, and I, I really hate saying. going. I really hate going back to the whole Miggy thing. But uh, let, let's be real; that's effectively who you replaced. I think he's kind of like that player that wins, like maybe in like the NBA, like a Finals MVP or something, who's like maybe the fifth or sixth best player on the team, but just so happened to make the most of the opportunities in a seven-game series. That kind of feels like what Pity is, you know? Because like you're saying, all these other players were also playing great, and Pity was just, you know. The accessory kind of like, and and he made the most of his opportunities. He might have gotten the most chances to finish and things like that. And again, the the whole situation to me is just so it's like bizarro. It's it's the exact opposite of what it should be because it should be easier to come to MLS and succeed. You guys, I uh, want to hear some uh, Eric hate tweets. Yes, yes, Doctor Champion MD. I would. Uh, uh, he was responding to Dirty South Soccer. Uh, it was a quote tweet from basically us uh, uh, plugging the show. And he goes, uh, the tweets, I w- if you want to talk about it, join the show. Dr. Champion, I would, but I don't want to talk if Eric Quintana's in the room. <laughs> Bad luck, Eric. Yes. Uh, next one comes from Joey Logan. Eric strikes again. And Olympique, I don't even know. Why does Eric Quintana hate pity? Someone says, this is on you, Eric. Now, Eric, you always have to hate someone. Like, you've graduated from Tito hate because you're saying now that he should play over Pitti. It was never, it was never, see, it was never even Tito hate. It was just, <laughs> look, he's a DP. I, want, I need more out of the DP. Just, <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same concept now. That's true. Pitti's the point. DP. I need more out of the DP. 
I need more. I need I need I need you to to produce. I need you to 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 be able to do it by yourself. I need you to. I, I just want him to jump rope for like a month straight so he gets faster. <laughs> Apparently that's the key. I've I've read that somewhere. You jump rope, you get faster. Well, to be fair, I mean he did like str- riding a bike. He did struggle early at River Plate too, so maybe maybe you're running into a similar. I, I'm going to I'm I'm going to this weekend at some point research the changes made from year one to year two, and I I'm willing to bet it's the players that were around Pity that were better than Pity, and and and, and whatever changes they made made that team better with or without Pity, and he just happened to be the beneficiary because he. Happened to be putting the balls in. Happened to be putting himself in, in perfect situations. Because I, mean, I remember watching his highlight video and think, man, this guy can pass. There's a better player he, in he is, there, man. He has yet to show that. He's yet to show that he can take a player 1v1 on a consistent basis. He's yet to show me that he can put a, a good ball in. His corners are an absolute train wreck. Get the sports psychologist, Barco. man. There's a good player in there. Barco. I did not watch those highlights. Those were not photoshopped or edited. Those happened, man. He there is a good player there somewhere. Barco corners are the and free kicks are the only ones I want to see. It's night and day what 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 Barco on a set piece does for this team. It's mo, it's a more You're dangerous right. opportunity. It's a, it's a it's a better ball for whoever's attacking it. Uh, it it's a ball that Atlanta United players can actually attack. Okay, I'm done. No more pity talk. <laughs> Can we get back to Carlton for a second? I do, I, because there is an interesting I, I, point. I really feel bad, man. I, I feel bad, but no, I also like, but you can't, how? You can't feel bad. He sh- th- Stop making excuses for this kid, okay? It's it's over. Like, he's had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and the reason I bring this back up is because it's interesting. Going into this weekend, it's not like a whole lot is going to change roster-wise for Atlanta United. They might need him. Because yeah, a lot of people are asking the question, you know, you, you see it on social media. Is he done? Is he done? Is this his last? I mean, chance? we're going to see it this weekend. If That's he's, what I'm if, saying. If he's in the 18, if he's not in the 18, I think that, that our, the answer is pretty clear. But it feels like it's almost like one of those situations where it's like, yes, you need to punish the player, but at the same time, if you punish the player in this situation and you need him, because again, there's there's still no attacking depth right now. Joseph's still gone. Um, Tito. Tito gone. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you, what what are you gonna do in in the attack? You you don't have enough options to just be saying it's almost like by punishing the player, you're punishing the team. Uh, I I think that I think you need to show some uh, for the for the young homegrowns who 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 all watch Carlton be bestowed as as the the next great thing for Atlanta. Well, the only great thing for Atlanta United at the time. You got to show that this. We're not messing around. Like you, when you join Atlanta United, you got to be professional. You got you can't forget your passport. You can't for whatever reason. For whatever the reasons are, miss MLS Cup or the parade after that. You can't do these 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 this nonsensical stuff that that are are hurting your career in the long run. I think he should be done. I mean, I, I think I think the 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 well has dried up, so to speak. But at the same time, he has picked a very bad time to do this because of the lack of depth right now due to various factors. Yeah, I mean, just bring it your passport. <laughs> Thank you. Just bring I your. I said passport. this earlier. Mine's in my backpack. There well, was a I, Sam's passport being in his backpack is interesting, but maybe that's what he should do. Just I'm just saying, know, know where have it, it is. tied to him. You know what I do? Because I always I, mean, I, know, I know where mine is. I just I don't I have mine. I always on me. leave my house without stuff I need. So if I know I'm going to do it, I leave my this uh, my keys on top of what I need to take with me. So in this case. If I was Andrew Carlton, I would leave my passport with my keys on top of it so I couldn't possibly miss it. 
these are the people that need to be advising him. It's like, look, you're going to forget stuff. You're that, you're that guy. I'm that guy. I know how it is. You have to prepare ahead for your own stupidity. A real man recognizes his own weaknesses. I'm so, trying. I'm trying. Just, if anyone on the YouTube channel can, or uh, disaster. Uh, chat can think of a situation that is similar to this, where a professional player, for whatever reason, doesn't make a trip because of something similar to this. The passport I, thing I, is, is I, new. I've never heard of that. How about go get somebody to get your passport to you real quick and hire your own plane to take you to the game? How about that? I, I, I uh, you remember high school football where you forgot your helmet? Yeah. <laughs> or you forgot your cleats? Mom! <laughs> no, yeah. Like if you were at the game, I so many times at the game, people are like, "Oh man, I forgot, I forgot my stuff." You didn't play. I don't know. Sometimes with play. like helmets, you could like you know be like, "Hey, let me borrow your helmet." You know, I'm not surprised at the reaction. I'm not surprised they would they they if they just said, "Are you kidding? Go home," and they left it at that and got on the plane. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. How ridiculous I, I think the, the idea teams... that I just proposed sounds. By the way, by the way, Doug Robertson <laughs> hire Doug, your own plane. Doug Robertson essentially. Getting the story real quick and tweeting it out makes me think that they they're they're fe- that Lanyon no, might be fed up with them. A hundred percent. They yeah. don't give Doug that much information. I mean, I mean, they it, told him the entire anybody. story. Anybody. anybody That's what yeah. I'm saying. Whoever the beat reporter be, they don't say because teams don't do that. Like it, it, normally, if this has been a different circumstance, or if this has been like Andrew Carlton's first offense or whatever, they would have probably said, "Yeah, there's an issue with Andrew Carlton. He's not going to be making the trip with us." Blah blah blah. But this time. They, it seems like, went out to embarrass Andrew Carlton because of the way that... I, I'm not going to go that far, but they... Well, it's, well, it's to send a message yeah. to Andrew Carlton that might be somewhat embarrassing. How about that? Is that, is that better you, word? I, I just think... I, I don't think they like, they're like, oh yeah, let's take this opportunity to embarrass him. Well, it's that, not that, about embarrassing, not, it's about that's sending not, a message. But you're saying embarrassing, like, like that's what they set out to but do. But that's the thing. By embarrassing him, it's a little bit of a punishment by saying, okay, we're not going to protect you here. Is it embarrassing for Carlton? Yes. But I don't think Atlanta United set out to embarrass him. There's a, It's the way you're phrasing it. Well, I, think I have a problem because with. of the embarrassment that it can cause, because you have to address the story. You can't just trot out a bench with six players and not and just oh we we just decided could, to carry could, six if, if they had wanted to they could have made they up could have clouded this or hit yeah, it better they, than they did I don't really know how you hide one man short on the bench other than that someone really uh, screwed up or you have a late in virus I don't yeah know. or you have a or, or you well you could just lie that's what which I think is risky no, Atlanta United what they would do is just say well you know what he had something come up at the last minute he couldn't make the trip exactly. and they would have left that's it all at they that said. exactly that would have been the business way to approach and this. then everybody no would have speculated no you're right no one would have but. But, that, but they don't care about yeah, that. Yeah, they don't care about no, that. No, because I think they know. They're not throwing Carlton under the bus at that point. But I think they their thought is, we need to get ahead of the story and say what happens before people start speculating wildly about why you're down a man on the bench. Is it Andrew Carlton? What did Andrew Carlton do? Who we what? already know the manager said needs to work on his professionalism. So I think the team is saying, we need to get ahead of this story to provide further speculation and maybe further embarrassment uh, and just go ahead, spill the beans and say what happened. But if this was a player who didn't have previous transgressions, they would have done more to try to protect him from yeah. the real God's honest truth getting out here. I, t- I tend to agree. So uh, there is some good news after today's loss and pity playing so bad. Um, and Lady United <laughs> started the day in fourth place. They are still in fourth place. 26 points. Philadelphia Union, 32 points. Not that far off. Uh, the two teams in front of them, Montreal Impact and D.C. United. D.C. United winning today. Uh, Montreal Impact, at, uh, are they done? Uh, won today over Portland. Um, they're both sitting on 30 points. Uh, Montreal in second. D.C. United in third. And they're going to land United in fourth. 
So, look, you go into the weekend still in a position to not necessarily jump up the standings, but at least put yourself in a position where you're where you're still in a playoff spot. Still, you're still in the, Yeah, no, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, sure, you wanted to win, you wanted the three points, but, uh, you know, it's not the worst-case scenario you didn't win. It's the first game back after a long break. It's the first game in a series of, of eight in a matter of a month or whatever it is. Um, so it, it's not the end of the world. Hopefully there's a way where, where on Saturday, if Pity does start, he can find a way to get, you know, get it together. Uh, I just think it's, too, it's, it's, it's long enough for me where I'm like, all right. All right. But with, I still think with Tito out, with, with Joseph out, with oh, Barco out, you yeah. have, you he's, ha- he's he has start. to be in your yeah. 11. And um, you, you just, you just need more out, out of him. I think. What if Pitti has a great game against Montreal? I think he could. I it's, mean, it's not about it's not about the one great game. <laughs> but this it, is this is because one bad he's game shown us, he's been playing better. No, 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 no. This no. Game. The way he's playing, it's not good or bad. The way he's playing is consistent enough to where he is not the player we were promised. He is not the player. He is not a South American Player of the Year. That is what he's not. If he has a good game on Saturday, fine. He had one good game. As we say it's about every player. Consistency is what all all that matters to me is consistency. But we've seen I know much cons- more in that number I, ten role than I know out consistently what Tito will give me. I know he'll give me a couple good moments, but a lot of bad moments. I accept that when he walks in. Pity it's to the point where all I expect from him now, consistently, all I'm expecting from now is is bad moments. And if he gives me one out of seventeen games, awesome. That's one moment. I need more of those moments for me to change my opinion about pity. So if he has one good game, great. You helped Atlanta United win. You helped Atlanta United get three points. That doesn't change my opinion about you yet. I feel like a gif of him missing that penalty and it skying over the bar has just been playing over <laughs> in my head for like the last 30 minutes. I mean, it was a Roberto Baggio, actually way worse than Roberto Baggio. And yes, that is a very old reference, 1994 World Cup. But hey, you know, we're not the youngest uh, group of great chickens in here. So Montreal beats, back away. Mar- Montreal beats Portland 2-1. Uh, Montreal is Atlanta United's next opponent. That is at Mercedes-Benz Stadium at Saturday, 6 o'clock. Uh, didn't get a chance to obviously watch Portland-Montreal, uh, but just based off the, the 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 stats, 13 shots for Montreal, 4 shots on target, uh, 61% possession, 600 passes. Quanco with two goals, one in the 28th and one in the 60, uh, 66th. So... They're an interesting one. I mean, Nacho Piatti has been out uh, for for quite some time now. They've been super, super up and down. Um, so they're an interesting opponent. I mean, they're going to come in second in the East. Obviously, I think they have two or three matches in hand. Uh, I think you mentioned that earlier, yeah. Eric. But it's it's a good opponent. Yeah, we should mention that. We've still got two matches in yeah, hand. Yeah, I mean, games. I think when you go and look at the table, like we always say, look at points per match. Don't necessarily look at the raw amount of points. And certainly... Uh, if Atlanta United wins that, you move within a point of Montreal with the three matches in hand, so you might as well be in front of them. So it still looks good, but I think you know these next couple weeks might be important because you have a lot of matches. I think if you're missing a Barco, you're missing a Joseph Martinez, and you're going to get the kind of performances you did tonight from a PT, from a Brandon Vasquez. I think Julian Gressel struggled tonight. I think Dion Pereira. If you get poor performances from those guys throughout your attack and you're missing your talisman and Barco and Martinez... You could drop some more points, and the games are coming fast and furious. You're going to play three matches in the next, what, 10 days or so. You might not have Joseph or Barco for any of those matches. So you have got to get it. I, I know you scored two goals tonight, but one of them is from a st- stupid handball uh, that, that, that Pozuelo commits, and the other is off a defensive error. Yes, you're able to create chances uh, organically through the run of play as well, but you got to finish them. And if you don't, 
you're maybe looking at a situation where you're looking at two, three, four losses in a row before you get back to full strength. So a really, really big, I think, 10 days coming up for Atlanta United starting with Montreal this weekend. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully we're talking about uh, three points in Mercedes-Benz Stadium against Montreal Impact. Um, will you guys be there? I'll be there. I actually am out of town this weekend. I will be missing oh, you the game. I don't know if I'll be there. Oh, typical. Well, good. Oh, man. Is that a good thing? Yes, really? if you don't watch. if Well, yeah, I don't think you can really watch. I, I, watch. I, I was thinking, like, okay, so, so, so when obviously I said he's going to miss, and he missed. I immediately thought I gotta do something. Like I gotta, it's like a like a Twitter ban mm-hmm. or like a like a like a buzz my head situation. Like th- something has to be done. Like if you have any ideas on how to reverse the bad juju, you j- just don't watch any more games. I, I, you know, like, you know, it's not gonna happen. You <laughs> well, know, it's not gonna happen. We're in trouble, folks. If, if there's trouble. a way that you can reverse the juju, uh, let me know. We'll find at a way. Eric G Quintana at MOTS Podcast. I am welcome to all ideas. I'd rather not shave my head. Should uh, we do like a seance or something? Uh, Get a little Ouija board action? Something something needs to happen. <laughs> if you want a Twitter ban, I will accept a Twitter ban. If you want uh, if you want me in the dunk tank, I'll do the dunk tank. If you want me to do so, some stupid dance in the middle of the gulch, I'll do the stupid dance. Like We, we got to do something. Josh, where did we land <laughs> we on We got to reverse the juju. Poop? We need a million YouTube, million YouTube subscribers. subscribers. Okay. Well, y'all get on it. Before we go, <laughs> one last thing. Because a lot of people are mentioning that you should have gone to VAR on the Toronto penalty for the foul on Pogba. And that was a, that Va- was a penalty. VAR is not there to review soft calls. It's uh, it's there to review clear and obvious errors. So you can maybe make the argument that the call was a little bit soft, but there absolutely is contact. You're not going to replay on that to review it. And in the end, you have to ask questions of Atlanta United, who even playing a back five are able to let Richie Laurier make a run forward from the right back spot untracked into the 18-yard box. So you can talk about VAR all you want. You can talk about being soft all you want, but that shouldn't have gone to VAR, and you shouldn't even be in that uh, scenario in the first place if you're playing five across the back for Atlanta United. So really, really inexcusable end to that match on the defensive side. That has nothing to do with PT Martinez. You just got to do a better job there. On bottom it, line, too, that was a penalty. Like, I mean, in, in yeah. that situation, late in the game, he clipped the back of his heel with his foot. I mean, you, you, as soft as it is, you just can't do that. Yeah. I mean, look. No, I agree. The, the U.S. women's national team uh, PK that they won off the... Fell on the Ro- Rose Lavelle, yeah. Yeah, that which I, was which, pretty that soft. Was soft. That was soft. But I thought, it was, I thought that was a foul, too. But anyways... I, I just thought, really, in a World Cup, you're gonna you're gonna call that as soft as it was. Another topic for another day. I was gonna but, say uh, VAR and all that stuff in the women's World Cup. Yeah, we, we, yeah. So the, the key is Eric. How so? Montreal this weekend. Before we go, I, I, what I, so, are you so, going to do? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There is a there is a thing that I want that I've been wanting to go to for a long, 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 long time. That's that's a vague. I can't. Statement. I don't want to. I don't want to give details because I just don't. It's nothing like weird. It's just. Uh, let's see. It's not Atlanta United. <laughs> so there's that, and then the Atlanta United match. There's something you wanted to do for a very long time. It's not weird. It's, it's like it's an event. It's just sounding weirder and weirder. I, but okay. well, Any, anyways, I like the mystery. What, so, is like Dragon so, in town? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Something like that. Atlanta United wins this weekend. You know that Eric was at this weird event or whatever. 
What are you going to do? Is it a, is it a furry thing? Oh, he's definitely. No, no, it's, no, it's, it's no. Dragon Con. <laughs> no, it's he's a, LARPing. He's definitely LARPing. Oh, I don't know that word. I don't like this thing that I just opened. This can of worms. Anyway, live so, action role play. You never seen those people oh. like uh, out in the the park, like yeah, fighting like, with the yeah, 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 with like, like the uh, Tupperware like and stuff. And you know what? Let's go with that. That's what it is. Eric's okay. LARPing. <laughs> Let's roll with that. Right. So <laughs> hopefully you can change things around this weekend, Eric, because as I said, your conduct has been inexcusable and detrimental we just wasted team. an hour talking about pt martinez when you are the reason uh th- that that yeah, y'all didn't yell, let me yell about it, uh, andrew carlton enough <laughs> <laughs> what's, I mean, what's left to say man honestly what's what's left to say it's going to be interesting with the carlton one over the next few weeks hold on you know what i do want i do want to talk about i want to see if matt doyle said anything because matt doyle it's just such a horrible is, look is, man i mean for a guy that's already had as much crap happen to him as has happened i mean Ugh, it's just let me. I'll just put it this way: he's leaning the wrong way. Look, Matt Doyle's a friend of the show, but he is he is number one Carlton supporter over pity, over Barco, over everyone. And I'm just curious. I'm surprised that what he could possibly have said about this, and I'm sure nothing, because of course it makes him look bad. Friend of the podcast, by the way, had him on a couple times. He's been on, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he didn't sat say behind him at MLS Cup. Last he didn't say anything. Um. All right, you can find us at MOTS Podcast on Twitter. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Apparently, the stream went down midway through, so apologize. Not like five minutes. Yeah, left. Like we five were at minutes. the end, yeah, so yeah. no big deal. There was nothing going on. Somebody uh, tried to correct just, me on the GIF pronunciation. It is pronounced GIF, by the way. Oh, it's not GIF. I don't care. I've always call been it GIF, so confused, and I'm going to think that you're wrong no matter what. Okay. Well, the inventor of the thing, is whatever you want to call it. Okay, I'll so go with that. So the yeah. guy that invented it is an idiot. You, you can't let him come up with how we should pronounce it. He's really good at making gifts, <laughs> but uh, pronunciation, maybe vocabulary, maybe uh, the English language, <laughs> maybe not a strong suit. How about that? He's great at what he does, though. That's Fantastic. like telling the guy that invented Oreos. It's like, yeah, it's not pronounced Oreos, though. But see, Oreo makes sense. Why? Why does it? We don't have to go down this route. You know what? <laughs> the way that you pronounce Oreo makes sense to how it's spelled. Okay. You know what? Anyways, let's just let's just get out of here. Uh, Josh, let me know how they can find you. Uh, you can find me at Josh B nine one four. Eric, have fun at your uh, furry uh, furry conference this weekend. <laughs> not a furry conference. No, he's larping. It's not really larping either. But we're maybe roll they with can that. do both. I mean, I'll let you Ooh, know. Ooh, furry larping. I'll let you know. About furry, the furry larping. <laughs> I'll let you know about the furry larping next week. Hashtag blame Eric. At Sam J. Franco for me, by the way. Again, YouTube channel, MOTS Podcast on YouTube. Uh, donate to the podcast, patreon.com slash MOTS Podcast. And make sure you're listening to the radio show every Wednesday, Atlanta Sports X, 1230 a.m., 1340 a.m., 106.3 FM, and 103.7 FM. Four different channels, four different radio stations, streaming the they call it a network. That's right. And We're by the way, it's syndicated, a P- yeah. baby. It's a PSA right now with all that's happened here with Andrew Carlton. If you're planning on a trip, just make sure your passport's not about to expire. You know, that yeah. happens to people sometimes. I'm going to Uruguay, so I got to make sure my. Yeah, you see, this has helped you out. Now you oh, better yeah. make sure. Oh, yeah. All right. That does it for us. Uh, next time we'll be back will probably be next Wednesday, mid next week, and uh, possibly in the same situation, depending on the times the game starts and everything. Uh, we might do something like the, the pregame and the postgame podcast um, uh, in, in these midweek games, should should our schedules allow it. Uh, that's what we're going to shoot for, but we'll see how it works. All right, that's it for us. Until next time, see you later, Atlanta. Don't forget your passport. Passport.